SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's new information leader. Hello and welcome to another edition of SFM Sports Rep. Great to be with you to the uh, top of the hour. We'll be talking sport. Yes, indeed, we're going to be talking sport. And no, I'm not going to be talking about the Cricket Australia controversy. Uh, I do want to say this, though. Uh, you know, I, I've always seen Australia as a very competitive and determined sporting team that dishes out uh, good, competitive, hard play. But for the most part, they've been fair. And, and I think this is one of the things that's so shocking to, to many people. And uh, when they have overstepped the line, it's usually with things like banter. But most worrying for me now is what do Australian cricket do going forward? Because this entire team have already shown their willingness to cheat. And all the players involved or not in this specific ball tampering incident are going to be tarred with the same brush. There is a great line every time I think about this cheating in, in any sport, really. A uh, great line from... One of my favourite films of all time, the uh, the story of the 1988 Jamaican bobsled team, Cool Runnings, and John Candy's character in it, he plays Irv Blitzo as a coach, says, a gold medal is a wonderful thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And that is, yeah, it's about the character. It's about the character. That's it. Tonight we've got uh, a show that's going to have uh, Stuart Baxter, national football coach, uh, Bafana Bafana coach, on the, the line. We're also going to be chatting to Chris Morris, who's part of the Multiply Titans team that won the Sunfoil Series in what was uh, an enthralling weekend. And indeed, we'll talk rugby, some super rugby as well. But let me start off with some sports news for you, starting off with uh, cricket. Cricket Australia CEO James Sutherland will arrive in Johannesburg to meet with the Cricket Australia representatives to understand the findings of their investigation so far into the ball tampering incident and to determine recommended outcomes. The head of integrity, Ian Roy, and head of performance, Pat Howard, arrived in Cape Town this morning. Roy's already begun conducting his inquiries around the specifics of the debacle. Further afield, England lost by an innings and 140 run, uh, and 49 runs to New Zealand in the first test in Auckland. I can tell you, Indian Premier League side Rajasthan Royals have replaced Australia's Steve Smith as captain over his role in the ball tampering controversy. A club statement actually said India's Ajinka Rahane will uh, take over as skipper uh, in the IPL season starting on April the 7th. Football News, the Department of Sport and Recreation South Africa have announced the decision to withdraw the Ministerial Committee of Inquiry related to the tragic deaths of two spectators at FNB last uh, last year. They're calling Black Label Cup South Africa's biggest uh, pre-season football encounter between Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates in 2017 ended in tragedy when a stampede at a closed-off entrance gate resulted in injuries to numerous fans and the death of two supporters at FNB Stadium. But the department have now uh, dis- announced that the act of opposition and a lack of cooperation have left them with little choice but to abandon their inquiry. Supersport United, meanwhile, have confirmed that uh, Absa Premiership match against Orlando Pirates has been postponed. Matatsansa were set to face the Soweto Giants at Mombela Stadium on April the 7th, but the Chwani outfit will have to travel to Kenya to face Gormaya in the first leg of the CAF Confederation Cup playoff round on the same weekend. Rugby news, today's Varsity Cup matches. I can tell you the Shimlers are currently leading the uh, CUT Ishias by 60 points to 26. Uh, UP Tucks uh, just kicked off against Madibas, so to UJ's, uh, UJ and Ikey's. Uh, Pucker and Marty's is televised, and that's at 7 o'clock. And uh, just finally, uh, further afield, Rugby Chiefs have announced an eight-point plan to make the game safer after uh, their annual audit, um, injury audit rather, found an increase in the n- number of severity of injuries in the English professional game. For a sixth straight season, concussion is the most reported match injury in rugby. There has been a spike in training ground injuries and injuries picked up on artificial surfaces as well. That's your sports news. I'm Tando Kamane. Nahi Jumanis. Aslam Kota. And you can catch us on SAFM. Bringing you all the live cricket crossings. Hashtag SABC Cricket. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
Listen, if M South Africa's news and information leader, let's talk uh, football now because South Africa enjoyed success at the Four Nations tournament in Zambia. Bafana Bafana beating the hosts 2-0 on Saturday to lift the trophy. And uh, I hope their spirits as well on the line to talk more about the uh, national team is the head coach of Bafana Bafana, Stuart Baxter. Stuart, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Dwight. Thank you. And congratulations, I should say, on uh, on the Four Nations trophy. Not your first choice of matches in this window, I suppose, but but having played, you must be delighted to have won it and to have used 23 different players. Yes, very pleased, very pleased. But I think it's a it's a great it's a great first step for the for the broadening of the pool and the and the deepening of the uh, the resources of uh, South Africa. I think the 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 tournament itself came very hastily upon us. We had one session training to prepare a group that had 15 new faces. Really, we got nine debutees out of the out of the uh, uh, the tournament and came home after winning two games against opposition that have uh, very recently beaten our best teams. Yeah, I, I think it was really, uh, I applaud you for the fact that you've been able to use these uh, youngsters deliberately, give them so much uh, opportunity. Uh, but are you going to be likely to use them in the upcoming competitive fixtures, the likes of the 2019 African, uh, African Cup of Nations qualifiers? You're playing, what, Libya and Seychelles, I think. Yeah, we got the and Seychelles this uh, the, the the upcoming games. Yep, look, we we're going to deepen and broaden the squad. We're gonna we're gonna give them opportunities. We're gonna try and invest time into them wherever we can. And really, the the pace that we blood them will one depend on them, and two depend on the uh, the opponents. So we want to, we want to, and I think we don't, we shouldn't be shy about doing it. We should, on the other hand, not throw them to the wolves, mm. as we have m- maybe done a little bit in the past. You know, we've we've waited for this epiphany to happen that suddenly we'll have a a world class a world class father, uh, and when it doesn't happen, we hammer everybody, and then we throw the young ones in, and they've got no experience, so they fall as well. You know, and and then we, and that cycle just just continues. Well. Let's give them the experience so that when they actually get called upon, it's the right time and they are equipped to give, a, give us a performance. Yeah, I suppose bottom line is, I mean, you, you talk about any expert in any field, it's, it's about the, the, the amount of experience you actually gain before you, you step up to, to the next level so that you're able to do it when you do step yeah. into to the structure. Uh, I mean, but I, I, if I think about the, the, the squad that you actually took, I mean, Ryan Moon, Spisikhel Ndovu, Tiboko Mokwena, Reeve Frosler, Modiba's under 23, Mucheka Madisha's among those, plenty of young players that you gave an opportunity here. Ultimately, though, you're looking at them being part of uh, or p- potentially seeing South Africa qualify for Qatar 2022 and indeed 2026 World Cup, I imagine. Yes, and hopefully with, a, with the experience of an AFCON, an AFCON final stages tournament in their, in their baggage, you know. That's what, that's what we're trying to do. And we're, trying to, we're trying to give them that experience now. Hopefully they'll be a part, a part of the AFCON campaign. And everybody, everybody, obviously, is looking to to have the experience of a tournament, a major tournament under their belts. And you know, even the people, you know, we forget that Keegan Dolly's not so old. You know, we yeah, forget true. that Percy Town's not so old. So that is also that is also a, an integral part of uh, of that gelling process. And and that's what we want, we want to do: let them play together, and then and then uh, let's see how how quickly they can gel. And if 
And if we have to use an experienced player because they need an extra six months, so be it. But let's not just go haphazardly and, and throw them in at the deep end unprepared or never risk them because we're not brave enough. Yeah, at least you're giving them the opportunity at, uh, at various junctures. On on the point, though, of, of getting these players, uh, where do you see Chan and Kasafa in your plan moving forward for South Africa? And, and can you maybe just give me a little insight into the importance, obviously, of, of, of cooperation of clubs? Because that club versus country debate sometimes uh, comes back to bite uh, the uh, national yeah. team coaches a little. It's a, it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem and a challenge that we have to solve. And I have to admit, so far, my relationship with the, with the coaches has been, has been good, and their cooperation has been as good as I think it can be. So I hope that continues, way because, you know, for example, the Kosafa, that's, that's the, up, the upcoming tournament. We want to use that for basically an under-20 team that would then that, that, that would then go on to be an Olympic team. So we want, we want to use it as that for the good of South Africa. You know, we, we've been in the past, we've scraped around, got a team together, sent them. Mm. They've either won or they've lost, they've come back, and then they disappear because it's, no, it's not a part of the programme. So we want those young players to get that experience. We are trying to plan at the same time to have another squad on the road that would play a little bit more high-profile tournament, and we are and we are trying to get a one a one-off game for our most senior team against one of the World Cup World Cup qualifiers as a sparring partner for them. So we try we trying to get think outside of the box. It, what has been the obstacle about getting players? Let's try and make that a bit of a strength. Can we cooperate and can we? Can we help each other to help the country? And hopefully that development program also benefits the clubs because the experience they get as young players at international level will prepare them to play PSL football. On that point, though, I mean, uh, certainly when it comes to Kasafa, for example, and, and, and various other tournaments such as the Four Nations, uh, dealing with local clubs, I imagine, is, is a lot more, uh, well, it's a little more uh, comfortable for you. Club visits that you've had, and now you've had a little bit of a workshop for the, for the various coaches uh, yeah. in South Africa. But when you're talking about pit players like Dolly, like Zungu, like uh, Levin Wutiba, for example, who are all French-based, does, does uh, that provide a, a little more of a, a challenge to, to get the professionals abroad back to South Africa. Yes, yeah, certainly does because they have no they have no vested interest. You know, they have no feelings to the country. They have no real reason. We're all professionals, and I have to be. I have to give them a reason. I've actually been in France. I visited. I visited both the French FA. Uh, I, w- I was. I, w- I went and watched Zungu's game and Lebomidiba and Matiba and. and Keegan was injured, so I didn't get to see him. But that was the idea to to put a face there that they that they know and say, "Listen, this, these are our plans. Can you support us? We will try to do everything we can to profile your players." And and again, let let it be a partnership. And it is more difficult, but I think you know I'm going to I'm, I'm going again to Europe. I've been there three times now to visit these clubs and try and try and give South Africa a, a face over there so they have a reason to be cooperative.
Well, I hope it uh, proves fruitful in the end for uh, for you and us and the uh, national team uh, overall. But Stuart, I, I don't want this to seem silly, or, or and I, I'm certainly not being flippant here, but I, I want to, and, and I also want to clarify, I'm not talking about specifically your, your tenure here, but South Africa has tended to perform well against the bigger teams, the you know, and, and disappoint against smaller teams. Uh, you know, teams like Gambia, Mauritania, mm-hmm. Cape Verde, the most recent example. But but then we yeah, hold yeah. or we bully or we beat some of the traditionally stronger teams, including the, the then world champion Spain, uh, and like you yourself did by beating Nigeria away to start the, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the Afghan qualifiers yeah. in your second spell. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think we're into a psych, a psych, the psychology of the game, and maybe we're into a, a culture thing in South Africa, you know? Because when you play against those teams, you have a safety net. You know, the the, the media can't batter you if you don't if you don't beat Spain, and the players' anxiety levels are much lower, and therefore they don't feel that they've got anything to lose. Whereas we tend to be the opposite when we're going to play against a smaller team. Now, I don't think when that anxiety kicks in, you know, it's, that anxiety is felt by Manchester United players as well. That is felt, it's felt by Brazilian internationals and German internationals. The anxiety is going to be there. It's dealing with it. And I think you can only deal with it if you have the basics in place. Because if you're nervous, you, you find basics sometimes. You, you don't always play your be- most exciting, extravagant football against the smaller teams. You have to sometimes you have to go to the basics and just show them that you are better. Now I think that those basics are what we need to be putting in place. So we do need this development program. We do need the cooperation between club and country, and we do need to work on that psychology of of being a steely professional rather than being just flamboyant and playing fantastically well because we do have the skill, but whenever the nerves kick in, we tend, to, we tend to play way under the way we expected. And I think that's the important one. And it's vital for South African football that we address that. Sounds like you've got uh, the the ideas well set in place, at least on how we can move the game forward in South Africa. And I, I know you wouldn't be coaching the national team if you didn't believe there was uh, there was a way forward. But uh, Stuart, certainly congratulations once again on the winning the Four Nations, despite it being a sort of last minute thing. And again, I applaud you on the uh, the use of the the youngsters uh, and uh, without without fear, it seems, uh, as they helped you claim the the trophy. But thanks for your time this evening, and certainly best of luck in the build up to the likes of uh, Libya and Seychelles matches. Thanks very much, Wayne. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk cricket now. The Multiply Titans beating the VKB Knights by four wickets to clinch the Sunfoil Series trophy at Supersport Park in Centurion yesterday. On the line is the man who set up the victory with a fantastic 6 for 55 in the Knights' second innings. And the uh, Titans uh, stalwart Chris uh, Chris Morris also happened to be at the crease, of course, when they crossed the finish line. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. Good evening and congrats on yet another Titans title. Thank you very much. Yeah, very happy to be on uh, on the show with you. I I, I got to ask you this before we get into the the specifics. Uh, two days lost to rain. Who made that incredibly sporting decision for both teams to declare their first innings closed after only forty overs? So I actually look. I, I actually don't know who made the decision, but um, I was typically playing uh, volleyball or soccer ball in our <laughs> change room at the at the time while watching the rainfall, but. No, look, it, it, um, it was, I think it was obviously a, it was a mutual decision on, on both sides to 
how they were going to play it. I was quite confused to how they were going to make a game of it. I remember saying to my wife the night before, I don't know how we're going to do it because we need to get, we need to make a game of it. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think it was a mutual decision between the two how they, how they decided that they're going to make a game out of it because obviously we both needed to, to, to win the game of cricket to give ourselves the best opportunity to win the trophy. So, look, whoever thought of it was, was brilliant and, you know, it, it was, was proper spirit, spirit of the game, you know, and, um, it was an excellent, excellent game of cricket towards the end. Uh, I, I think that was fantastic because the uh, I, I've seen it a couple of times in cricket and I remember England was here once and it was also rained out a couple of days in Centurion and England and South Africa, both captains decided we'll declare our first innings closed at naught for naught and basically play our one day to uh, to, to finish the uh, the test. It also turned out England beat us, unfortunately, but uh, but the point was it was so sporting and I think everybody enjoyed the, the effort that was made by the players. And again, it seems to have happened here. But, you know, in, in what was undoubtedly the most closely run Sunfoil series we've witnessed. How much sweeter does that make the result when any one of five teams could have won it on the final day? No, it was an unbelievably special feeling. Um, you know, especially with us being placed fourth by when the weekend started. Um, you know, as as cricketers, there was so much running around and, you know, and so little days left in the, in, in the series. None of us ever thought that we would have had the opportunity to play for the trophy especially towards the end. You know, we knew going into the weekend that if all four days were were available to play, we'd have a good shot at it. But we need a lot of we need the other results to go our way too. And you know, the, the Warriors were playing really good cricket, and the Cobras being such a dangerous side against the Lions, who haven't been playing well for the season. So, you know, we, was, we, we were quietly optimistic, but we weren't getting our hopes up because obviously the reality is. We needed the other results to go our way, and I tell you what. <laughs> after we finished our game, you know, we done our business and waiting for an hour and twenty minutes for the game in pots to finish. It was uh, it was quite tense, but uh, a relaxed tense because obviously, like I said, we were just happy we did our part and. Thank goodness for lying to this. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I, th- I honestly thought the Cobras were, were going to, to do this but until, of course, Stephen Cook and Risa Hendricks, uh, because the, in a sense they were in the uh, they were in the pound seats, considering what was happening with the uh, the Warriors and the Dolphins. Uh, that said, uh, I mean, it was just thrilling for for everybody to, to be sitting around and watching what was going on with uh, with any of the matches. So, so, but from a mental perspective, Chris, how did you guys go into this uh, final match, and what was what was Bouch telling you about about uh, the play when it eventually got back underway three days in? Yeah, look, I think the most important thing was for us as players to, to really want to be out there. Um, look, I, I quite enjoyed it. I think every four-day game should be played the way it's been played this game, where we only bat for 40 overs and then you have a bit of fun. But um, that'll be found upon by all the purists. But uh, no, look, it, we, we had to be out there, you know, when we wanted to win. It's as simple as that. Uh, the team with a better attitude would have won that game and I'm, I'm not doubting the last attitude at all but I think the way we went out there and played was the, the, the way of a dominant team and a team that was hungry and a team that really wanted to win and you know we knew we had to do something special to, to give ourselves the best opportunity and you know I think I think the last thing was that the guys really enjoyed what we did it, it, it was a team effort not one guy stood out and you know and, and, and won the game for us it was a collective effort on, on all parts and you know it was just that there was <laughs> It was one of the most amazing games of cricket I've been involved with. I'll be honest with you, I was more tired this morning um, after those two days of cricket than I am after a usual four-day game. So it shows how intense the game was. And 
yeah, like I said, it's a really special performance by the lads. Yeah, but a special performance by a certain Christopher Henry Morris as well in that second innings. What was it, six for 55 you took? Uh, I mean, you must be feeling really good about your own game at the moment. Uh, I know you, you're as much contributor with the bat as with the ball, although you didn't really get an opportunity as a bat this game. But, I mean, six for 55 must be very pleased about your, your own game. I'm very happy. You know, um, it's, it's, you, you've always got a little bit of added pressure being being a, a part of the poacher squad when you come back and play domestic cricket. You know, you always want to you always want to show people why you're in the school, why you're in the test squad, and why you're playing for South Africa. So it's quite pleasing to to um, to do well. But um, I said to the guys before the game, I said, guys, I don't care if I go north for ninety, I just want to win. <laughs> I don't care what happens as long as you win the game of cricket at the end of the day. You know, it really really doesn't bother me. So. Um, but like I said, for me personally, it was it was a good game. It was nice to run in, and, you know, with the rain coming in from Joburg and the light going, and it was quite quite an intense intense last half an hour of our of our bowling inning. So, you know, for it to come together like that the way it did, and for me to get those wickets was was really special and. You know, just happy I could contribute. Yeah, and as you say, with the odds so heavily stacked against you going into that game. But, I mean, uh, you look back at the, the whole domestic campaign and what was, uh, you won two of the three domestic trophies as, as the Titans. Uh, and for the second uh, season in succession under, under Mark Boucher, this must be, this, this must be I, I don't want to say the, the, sort of the, the best team, but you are the dominant uh, team in, in, in South African cricket at, uh, at the moment. Overall, as a, as a franchise, how are the Titans feeling about the domestic uh, campaign? Yeah, we're quite pleased. I mean, we've got we've got quite high standards as the Titans. You know, we 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 believe we've got the best coach on the circuit. We believe we've got the best CEO on the circuit. And you know, for us to be the best team on the circuit is that we have to win trophies. And you know, our, our standards are quite high when we train. Our standards are high when we conduct ourselves in the public or on the cricket field. And you know, like I said, the only way you can judge yourself on a good season is by trophies. And for the, to get two out of three, you know, we. We lost in the semi-final of the one-day cup, and you know we had we had, no, we had an opportunity to do all three. We had an opportunity last year to win all three. Well, yeah. that. I think I think we lost at something stupid like 50 runs or something. So you know that that it's, it, it would have been a good, it would have been a bittersweet if we if we'd done the business on, on on Sunday and given ourselves an opportunity and not win a trophy. So you know for us it was a, it was just a, a good ending to a, a hard work season because. Like I said, going into that going into that last game, we we were, we were fourth in the fourth in the table. So for two minutes from where we did was was super special. Chris, uh, off the back of your domestic campaign, and of course playing for the Proteas as well, uh, you're going to be heading off to the IPL. Uh, what's it? Just over a week's time from from now, uh, Dilly Daredevils. Uh, I've already sort of uh, been talking about the way you might be used, and it looks like Gautam Gumbe has hinted you might be used a little further up the up the order. There, do you would you like a little extra batting responsibility when you go and play IPL this season? Um, I think so. Um, look, it's, it's obviously it's, it's batting towards the end. You know, but in in India, you either look like a hero or you look like you tried really hard because you you know you hit a couple of sixes towards the end you're going to lose and guys go cheap as you should have backed higher or you you go in the game and you look like a hero saying now this guy's perfectly placed but you know it's, it's obviously we've got new coaches coming in at Delhi we've got a new squad and we've got you know that's we've got a new captain now in Gautam so look it's obviously going to be the first couple of games I reckon is going to be a, a, a feeler to see where we are but I definitely would like to bet high up in order, um, especially in that thing I can offer a bit more when that, when that ball's a bit newer. But, you know, it's, it's India's high pressure, India's high intensity, and, 
you know, it's, you, when you look again, you're five games down and you haven't won one. So, you know, obviously it's extra responsibility, but it's exciting. It's, it gives you an opportunity to show my skills and, you know, maybe maybe push for higher batting runners at the poachers if I do well. But, you know, end of the day, it's, it's, it's obviously India and just have a bit of fun and, and really, really enjoy the game. Don't worry. We we all know that you're a skilled batsman as well as bowler, Chris. But uh, listen, congratulations once again on uh, on another title with the Titans and uh, and certainly best of luck in uh, in India for this upcoming IPL as well. Thanks for chatting to us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. News from the TV license office. With our new SMS balance inquiry function, you can now get your TV license balance conveniently on your cell phone. SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 and voila. 44210. Standard SMS rates apply, quick and easy. TV licenses make a difference. Exciting news for all of you who missed out on our educational show, Keta. Listen to Keta through our podcast facility. Visit iono.fm, go to Keta link, choose your station and learn more about careers, subject choices, funding and other exciting information. Keta is brought to you by SABC Education in partnership with the Department of Higher Education and Training. The heat is on and the action goes down in the third test between Australia and South Africa as they go head-to-head. It all happens at PPC Newlands in Cape Town. Stand a chance to win tickets to the game by visiting at SABC3 on Twitter. But don't despair if you don't win because you can tune into the live game from 10am from the 22nd to the 26th of March 2018. How's that? SA versus Australia, only on SABC3. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. Just to give you a, a final score then from the the, uh, the Varsity Cup match between Schimmelers and CUT. Well, I'll tell you what, the Free State side ran away with it in the second half. 69-31, the final score there. At the moment, Tux uh, leading Madiba's 19-0 and UJ are 7-0 up over UCT. The match between Pucka and Marty is about to kick off. But let's talk rugby of a different kind now. The Storm is the only South African Super Rugby team to win this weekend. They uh, beat the Reds 25-19 at Newlands on Saturday. But let's talk about the South African teams this past weekend. We got on the line rugby correspondent Vata Ngobeni. Vata, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening to you, Tony. Good evening to your listeners. Uh, it's good to chat to you again. Uh, can I can I just start off briefly on the the, the question of playing abroad? Oh, from nine this season. Uh, why the difficulty playing out of the country? I think it's it's always been difficult time for South African teams to to go, um, especially down under and perform. The yes, they've done well. Uh, some teams in Australia, but you know, New Zealand is is a very really tough place to go play rugby. Um, we, we've seen over the, the last few years. Uh, at our teams, uh, whether it's African, whether it's the Jaguars or even other teams, has just not been able to break those New Zealand sides um, in New Zealand. Um, and, and I guess I, it, it's, it's that curse of, of the competition that continues. You know, we, we're seeing a lot of teams as well now from, from New Zealand who come over to South Africa and uh, they don't get an easy ride. We've seen teams like the Crusaders, we've seen teams like the Hurricanes, you know, suffer defeats either in Pretoria and Johannesburg um, and in Cape Town as well. So, you know, um, Super Rugby again is, is not for the faint-hearted, and um, you know, you know, it's, it, people always say that you, you got to bank your home games and um, you take take a chance at one or two games away from home to 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 give yourself an, an opportunity to make the, the the playoffs. And once you earn those playoffs, you got to make sure that you get gathered enough points at home to give yourself a, a home playoff position 
because playing at home makes a world of a difference when you're playing uh, whether it's a normal super epic game or especially when it comes you know, to playoff matches. Yeah, let's uh, touch briefly on the, the Stormers game that I mentioned. Uh, Marlins von der Veste has come under yeah. really heavy criticism following his officiating in the Stormers-Reds match. So what, what did you make of it? You know, again, ben, one who's got to feel sorry for a guy like Marlins von der Veste is um, just two weeks ago, he was in the news um, with the Six Nations, uh, where we saw um, Ireland uh, protest um, uh, about having him running touch in their game against England because he had helped out England um, during the course of that week. And, and World Rugby was the one that had instructed Marius to actually help out England. And then all of a sudden, World Rugby does a, a major U-turn by pulling him, out of, pulling him out of that game. That would, would have definitely you know, um, dealt a big blow to his confidence. Um, as an referee as well, and, and then you, you give him a game that, you know, uh, between the Stormers and Wolves, a, a game that should have been uh, an easy one for 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 the Stormers. Uh, but the way we, we saw what they did, they, they came there and and they did their best to play, uh, or not to play um, uh, rugby, but to to rather uh, you know focus on on more off the ball incidents. And you saw that I mean that ugly ugly you know no arm tackle uh, by the prop um, uh, Tapua on on, on Craig Barry. Which should have, you know, should have already on the field itself um, received attention, and uh, and unfortunately, he's only been started after the game. Um, he'll probably get um, two or three weeks, but I mean, uh, that should have been something that Mario should have doubted. If not, the TMO Christian Dupree should have should have alerted him to that, or one of the test judges to to say to him, listen, this has happened, and and, and you know, it's, I mean, the, had that been nipped in the bud already during the game itself, I don't think the Reds would have continued. Um, with some of the off the ball incidents that uh, we saw occurring again. There's so much going on at the moment. I'd love to talk to you for longer. Time is really against us, uh, Vata. But if, if in 30 seconds, could you could you t- tell us? Did you expect this Super Rugby tournament to to be as tight as it is and and go the way it's going? We we're not seeing one completely dominant side in any one of the uh, the actual um, well, any one of the New Zealand, uh, Australian, or, or South African sides in particular that is completely dominant in this 15 man format again. I'm 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 surprised, Jane. I'm surprised because even with the change of format into into a more of a strength versus strength, um, one would have easily said that the New Zealand sides are going to run away with it. How the New Zealand sides themselves are playing the the, the rugby, you can't even determine who's going to win um, on the day. And then I'm surprised that the team like the Bulls were able to beat the Hurricanes. And and again, you know, one has to sit in right now to see how the New Zealand teams travel South Africa to play the Lions or play the Stormers because we saw the Stormers beat the Blues with the Blues a week before it beat in the, you know, the Lions. So, you know, um, yes, I am surprised, but the, at the same time, you know, the, the revamp to the competition and the change of format, 15 teams, um, this is what the, 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 the administrators wanted, a, a more competitive and close competition, and that's what we're getting at the moment. Yeah, strength versus strength. Vatan Gabeni, thank you very much for your time. Time is against us, unfortunately. Stick around for uh, the talk shop with uh, Naledi Muleo and Krizel, the Dudumashi, and that's coming up straight after the news. But right now, uh, time for us to say cheers. We're out of here. Luyolam Garibi, producer, Phineas Ndoba, sound engineer, and me, Dwayne DeLocker. We say uh, have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.